Hi there, I'm Keith Cawley, and this is Thrive, a Bridgestone America's podcast where we explore our company through compelling conversations with teammates across our organization. The term enlighten has become a more frequent part of our Bridgestone vocabulary in the past several months as our strategic vision and product roadmap continue to take shape on our sustainable solutions journey. The basic concept of Enlighten is a commitment to deliver both maximum performance and sustainability together in end-to-end operations, products, and our technology all across Bridgestone, where before we often had to sacrifice a little bit of one to gain in the other. But there's a lot involved in how we're going to get all of that done. So today we turn to Bridgestone America's Chief Operating Officer, Scott Damon, to help us break it all down. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, we are joined today by Scott Damon, Chief Operating Officer of Bridgestone Americas and returning guest of the podcast, but first time in studio. It's good to see you here at the table, Scott. Great to be back, Keith. Love the new setup here. Kind of was expecting uh, cigars and bourbon, a little Joe Rogan, but well, uh, we'll settle for coffee. This is it's it's the start in the morning when we finish in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, if I'd have got what. that coveted afternoon <laughs> slot, it would have been what great. What the afternoon will bring when we wrap up? I didn't want to. I wanted your voice to be full and pure for the entire conversation, but we'll get there. But since you are a returning guest, we kind of covered a little bit in your first visit about your background, your journey, the the road through Bandag and and up through Bridgestone. So would instead like to say, hey, it's been about two years since we've had you on the podcast. A lot's happened between now and then. Are there things that have stood out to you? The world is a little bit different for everybody, including Bridgestone, but what have the last two years been like from the COO seat? Well, I would say if you if you look at global Bridgestone, I think we spent the last three years probably tackling three things. One, we laid the foundation for growth. Certainly that's the sustainable solutions company basically broaden our offering beyond tires to tire-centric solutions and tapping our feet into mobility solutions. The big thing I think we also did is we basically tried to tackle negative legacies, try to get back to basics, you know, making tires, selling tires. And I would say the third thing you saw globally from the company was just kind of cleaning up our footprint, businesses that didn't tie into that strategy, et cetera. So manufacturing locations that weren't as effective or businesses that didn't fit the strategy, all kind of I guess, exited our portfolio, so to speak. But over those three pillars, I would say we've accomplished a lot globally. And if you dive into BSAM, certainly we've all dealt with, you know, just a tumultuous three years, supply chain issues, a cyber incident, which hadn't happened when we last talked. I think the only thing we didn't face uh, in that three-year period was a biblical plague. And despite of- We've got a lot of wood around, everybody. We're okay. Exactly. We're okay. No locust here. But uh, in general, I would say if you look back all those factors, we've accomplished probably more than the company ever thought we could. I mean, we're having record profit years. We've we've taken businesses like BSRO, two consecutive years of, of, of profit growth that we'd never seen. Our consumer replacement business doubled what we've done in 2019. Retreading's on a trajectory that's just fabulous. Our ag business has recovered from a 10-year drought, so to speak. I mean, just example after example of successes that you would look back and say, despite all that we faced, the stress and the wear and tear on the organization, just I don't know if we would accomplish much more than we did. Yeah. Well, I'd like to hear you say, you know, as part of those three pillars, we talk about 
the growth, the, the foundation for growth, and we've had this big focus on sustainable solutions, mobility solutions, but you were also number two in there as we got back to making and selling tires. And I think a lot of people thought those things originally would be at odds growing up this new you know, growth portfolio and future solutions business. But we continue to remind people it's all rooted in that core foundation of selling tires. And I think that's it's hopefully come through a little bit in the last couple of years. Yeah, I think it's balanced. But I think <laughs> yeah. the global CEO would use the term tackling negative legacies. And that's really what he meant is like, let's get back and make sure we have laser focus on being great at that. And then we actually have to set up a, a vision and a strategy to help us move be, not just with that, but beyond that. Uh, to be competitive in the future. Yeah. Well, and a good segue uh, from where I would like to go from here to start, you said the million dollar question. And one of the things we wanted to talk to you about is enlighten. So a term that we've had on the podcast a couple of times, teammates have been hearing a little bit more about it over the last maybe year and a half, two years. It's going to become very forward in really everything as we look at the products and offerings of the future. You started to talk a little bit about the word premium there. What does enlighten really mean at its base sense to you as we get into this kind of world? All right. Well, the first thing I would say when I think <laughs> about this is our North Star that yep. Apollo has laid out, foundations, vision, sustainable solutions mm -hmm. company, uh, business, ABC business, so tires, tire-centric solution mobility, and then team, that's still very sound. And we hear the term enlightened business strategy, mm -hmm. and then we hear the term enlightened technology. So I'll try to separate yeah. those. So enlightened business strategy, We just if we think about those four portfolios, you're thinking about them in a, a vertical way, right? Mm -hmm. So enlightened, the business strategy, is really more internal so that we get our organization thinking about it horizontally. So the entire value chain from the materials we buy to the products we make, you know, design and make through R&D, to how we ship them to customers, the solutions beyond the tire that are going to help us in the sense, think, act part of the digital transformation, how we measure that and feedback that loop back to procurement and R&D, that's a horizontal look at the value chain when it comes to how we go to market. And each of those consumer, TBR, specialty, diversified, can be looked in a lens of how that matrix vertically works across enlightened horizontally. Now, where I would say from a customer side, that can be confusing. It's even confusing to our people, but it's really calibrating the company on Enlighten so that we think about it from the view of premium solutions, sustainability. So an example of that as we operate internally would be, all right, our procurement team is working on a journey of making sure we deliver Dantatsu product performance, but have a complementary sustainable material component to that. As we make the tires, we certainly would make them in a factory that's more sustainable, more intelligent digitally. And again, working our way down to our sales and, and our BMS teams taking products that are embedded with sensors that can basically talk to vehicles in the connected car park, capturing data, informing the user, helping them be more productive and cost efficient. And all the way down the value chain, it's just calibrating the organization on an enlightened business strategy. Now, from a customer lens, when you see the side of the tire, I would say enlightened is just more the tech stack. So what are the material components that are going to define the performance criteria that kind of meet our targeted, I guess, aspirational goals in terms of performance and sustainability? That could be the traditional ones you think about with tires, rolling resistance, tread wear, wet traction. But now you throw in an EV component of PSR and it's noise. 
and it's percent CO2 that you're basically contributing as the vehicle moves. So you have other aspects of the tech stack that you're designing to solve for both the performance of the tire and the sustainability aspect on how we're measuring the tire. I don't know if that simplifies well, it enough, you know, for the team, but that's how I think it. So the yeah. customer's not going to think about it as a business strategy. They're just going to see Enlighten, right. like we had with the Copia, but that tech stack has that complementary performance and sustainability aspect to it. Gotcha. The way we run the business horizontally <laughs> has got to keep the focus on all those aspects in harmony versus just thinking about the world function by function yeah. in a vertical world. Because we're designing the tires that will be, I think that's the other question besides what is Enlighten is what makes a tire Enlighten if it says Enlighten on it or if we see the roadmap of products for the future, they, this will be an Enlighten product. And that's kind of what you just described, that the tires are being engineered differently with maybe different materials, different design processes, different serving different performance attributes. And that comes from all different aspects of the value chain. So it's the enlightened activity from all the areas that helps deliver what ultimately is an enlightened tire that the consumers will see. But Correct. It feeds and the, from the different areas. Right. And so, and it also has add-ons. So like I might yeah. have an embedded tire sensor right. that will also connect to one of our fleet management software systems. So again, the product customer sees enlightened, but your enlightened business strategy is touching all aspects of the business. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. part of the fun, right? When we talk yeah. about these things internally, we're getting everybody on board, but then we all have different parts of where we then deliver it and the message can get, get out there. But that's very helpful to me. We'll continue to break it down for anybody else who needs to understand. It, it is complicated, <laughs> but you know, that, that's probably the simplest way I could describe no, it. It's, it's helpful because I think we see a lot of uh, the presentations and we hear a lot of it, but then to have the, the depth and context behind it, we don't always have the time to, to dig deep. I think one of the other things uh, I don't, you know, that was curious as I looked at a lot of materials was we talk about commonality and approach, but differences in execution, which is a little bit of that. We want to design tires that are a little bit different, but there's part of this that is also trying to simplify certain parts of maybe the manufacturing process, right? Mm -hmm. So at a sense, maybe to some people, those things seem at odds. How do you make something more common together, but then differentiate even more in premium? How does that all fit together as not being at odds? I yeah. Guess? So I would say, you know, where we're trying to simplify manufacturing is, you know, we basically make a carcass. It has a belt package and a tread. So we would like in a common size and application to have a consistency in the material approach for that carcass and that belt package. And so, a good example in consumer, if you're making a touring tire or if you're making something in the all-terrain segment of light truck tires, we want to have commonality in the tire size there. So the materials will be, you know, sustainable, circular materials. They'll have a functionality that is consistent in that application, but we'll differentiate based on certain segments with the tread pattern itself. So to your point, how are we trying to simplify things is we don't want to customize every component every material going into every tire size that complicates that. And typically happens in original equipment and you'll see a convergence of our product line in Enlighten where that module one, module two, or that carcass by size and application is converging on commonality and simplification, but the tread pattern, so the design of the pattern, the, the way we mix the materials, the new materials coming in will be very different based on the application segment of the product. So. And again, enlightened, that's what we're trying to tackle there is the simplification and manufacturing of those first modules and basically the differentiation on that third module, but a convergence. So, you know, whether it's an OE or replacement, et cetera, it's, uh, 
it's a simpler process, simpler way to do things than we do it today. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned right there at the end was one of my next questions about the mix of products and, and customers that we're targeting when we focus on Enlighten moving forward. And as you try to make this evolution on uh, the, the product and the technology in it, uh, an OE mix versus a uh, replacement tire mix or even into the TBR space, I guess, how do you attack that? Because some of it may be working with a, an OE to custom design a tire that fits and maybe that unlocks. Or how do we approach the mix across making the tires enlightened in these different portfolios? But again, remember the portfolio on consumer is premium with basically a car park that will be all EVs, right? right? So you are going to have some consistency there. Of course, we will design for replacement and then tune for OE mm -hmm. with the tread pattern. That's Together. the strategy. Yeah. But again, uh, a tread pattern and a material that you're using in that tread for, you know, the Ford F-150 Lightning EV, vastly different than a Tesla Model 3, right? right. So you're going to solve for different things. But of course, with EV, I would say there's consistency that we have to look at in a new world where the vehicles are heavier, the wear on the tires will be more accelerated, the noise in the cabin has to be addressed with some kind of noise abatement. We're using sponge. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're designing it so that the, the tire can digitally talk to the vehicle. So all those things are in that suite that the OEs will all want. But that electric vehicle or hybrid electric vehicle, we're going to move towards that pace in consumer. Yeah. And, and one of the, a couple of these questions sourced from some things we've heard from teammates following town halls and, and some of the conversations internally. And I think we look at this sustainable solutions journey, this talk about premium tires and enlighten and a couple of people, you know, curious. And they're like, what makes us think that the consumers and customers will embrace this more premium tire, this move to the future. We see a lot of competition across the, the industry from maybe brands that are staying core to just basic tires. What makes us think so much about making this shift and this evolution to premium and how the uh, drivers of the world will respond to it? Well, I think, you know, for one is I think we're moving to a world that's converging towards fleets. Mm -hmm. And so I think it lends itself well to a world where you probably have less SKUs. You're trying to solve for things like productivity, <laughs> cost, safety, and certainly the sustainability aspect. Yeah. You're looking at products that need to be reused several times. So the retread aspect, which right now sits in commercial, but we clearly seeing it moving into last mile delivery vans and the consumer space. So all those things should give you confidence that this strategy will play out well there. But even in you know a fleet of one or a consumer's car today, we compete in the premium space today. We don't solve every customer's need at the value side of the equation. We try to, but again, I think it's really around keeping ourselves at a certain share of premium, but mm -hmm. allowing us a more accretive way to solve the problems there long-term. So there's always going to be a space in the premium space. And I think in the consumer world, on individual cars, we're going to be set with this because this is going to keep helping us add value there, add value to OEs. And as we converge on a, uh, what I would call a fleetification, shared mobility, people in shared transit, this is going to move to a fleet model like we have in commercial. And these things set up quite well for that. Yeah. And what I guess is our own road for Enlightened specifically, when will this become tangible maybe to consumers when they start to see Enlighten on the sides of the Well, tires? there's already products rolled out in Europe. And go. I would say next year in consumer for us, two big products, Taranza mm -hmm. EV. So if you have a touring line, if you're running a Model 3, Model S, we've got um, five sizes launched originally, but many more coming out where we're really bringing out our own EV line 
in a touring segment that has enlightened technology. And probably the most exciting you hear Paul and Ricardo talk about is basically the Potenza Sport all season. So mm -hmm. we've had to refresh an old line and it's doing quite well in tire rack, but this really encompasses our state of the art. You know, we have a new ultra high body ply that's a, a ultra high tensile body ply going into this for ride and handling. We got some new technology in the tread and the pattern. And it's going to be, I think, 90 sizes or plus. So I don't even know if I have that right, but it's just recovering every segment of high-performance products with an all-season flavor. And it, it will be a, a big product launch for us next year in consumer. But that's just the start. I think sure. we have a commercial steer tire coming out in 2024, and we're methodically upgrading the product line over the next six years. Uh, with a large percentage of it being enlightened technology. Yeah, and I think that's something that always helps make people understand more is that this isn't something that's a 10 to 12 year down the road vision. It's gonna, it's tangible in the very near future and will become part of existence for us every day. Yeah, this isn't yeah. a 20 year plan for sure. <laughs> we, we're not mapping out <laughs> we're the, not the that more layers. We're not in this company. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we, we talked a little bit about manufacturing too. I mean, you obviously are deep into that world and there's been big announcements of investments at a lot of our America's facilities in the last maybe 18 months in Canada, you know, the U.S. into Latin America as well. How much does Enlighten and the strategy, I'd have to assume, play into that pretty significantly? But I guess what do all of those announcements also, how do they all connect to this conversation? Yeah, I would say the big, the big, I mean, I guess what I would structure for us on capital for manufacturing is we're going to spend over $3 billion dollars over the next three years. Yeah. Um, Always so bringing the fun facts. We for, like it. Yes. I know, but that's that's double what we spend on capital and manufacturing in any given hmm. year. So you're basically doubling our capital investment over this MBP to add capacities, but they're really structure around complementing what's going to be necessary for the technology in Enlighten. So we'll complete our sixth tandem mixer installation. There's a lot of extrusion technology to complement uh, the enlightened technology we have to produce. There's a lot of tire assembly technology. So to your point, in that capital, it isn't just capacity add for volume, but it's got to complement the technology and capabilities for manufacturing to produce the products that are going to fit into this suite of enlightened technology. So big numbers, a lot to get done in three years, but uh, of course it complements that roadmap. Yeah, you can't do it all in a vacuum. Every part has to come Connect. together and move. And it's that right? enlightened business strategy, <laughs> as we talked about. The horizontal <laughs> across the vertical <laughs> yeah. pillars, that's yeah. gonna help. We'll it's all matrices these days. We will visualize <laughs> all of it, it's gonna be good. Uh, would love to ask a couple other questions since we have you maybe away from from Enlighten, but still part of this whole uh, conversation that we've been having. You're a big Bandag guy. Retreads, you mentioned in the early part of the conversation, have really been moving in a big way. Uh, we're doubling down there. What have we seen maybe in the last couple of years on Retread? And what have we done to kind of invest more and amplify it? And where do we see this going in the future? Oh, obviously, uh, you know, we're doubling down on retread, I would say, in the in the tire-centric solution or our new vision. It's at the epicenter of that. Probably over the last 12 to 13 years, we've had negative keggers on retread. So it's been declining like soda. The last two years, that trend has reversed. So you could say, well, what's driving it? I think this pivot to basically the impact of public companies and their impact on their carbon emissions and what retreading can do there has mm. kind of made a lot of companies rethink that that weren't already considering it. So that's certainly one to help. I also just think in terms of the available supply of product in the market, it kind of drove retreading back to hmm. the forefront. So in the Americas, to your point, two good years of turning that trend around. I think we had the largest volume we've had since 20... 
15 or 16 this year. And next year, we will produce and sell more retreading volume than we have since 1999. So that's <laughs> back before Bandag was acquired by yeah. Bridgestone. So, And when you talk about the customer side and sustainability, I always tell Paula, you remember that old Barbara Mandrell song, I was country when country wasn't cool, <laughs> but we were sustainable before sustainable yep. was cool with retreading. So, um, but a lot, a lot focus in the Americas to drive it, and we drive the global in this. So, obviously, BMS has to set up a lot of structural changes in Europe to drive that, but a lot of tailwinds for retreading, and we want to take advantage of it. Yeah, and BMS being Bridgestone Mobility Solutions on, on that acronym right there, that is uh, another growing out the solutions portfolio as we move. Also COO related, the last time we chatted, there was global supply chain issues and there were shipping and transportation problems all over the world. Uh, it's been about, you know, 20 months since that conversation. Uh, anything changed? Well, yeah, I would say, we, you know, cross our fingers. We, you know, we expect a volatile year in demand, but I would say, you know, uh, ocean freight capacity, raw material capacity, just in general, the supply chain has become less volatile and I think more stable. So we're hoping this year to have a more consistent year in terms of managing supply and demand. And uh, our team really needs that. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely wishful thinking that it will be better than the last three and certainly adaptable. But I think, you know, one of the things that our global CEO and Paulo respect about the organization is yet the world is going to be more volatile yeah. and we've got to be more flexible and agile. So, um, you know, we need to balance people's personal space, personal time dealing with this, but um, I'm really proud of what our team's done with not the best of systems to do, uh, to do address it in general. But uh, overall, I expect things to be a lot better than they've been the last three years. Yeah. The system is another thing we're working on right. as everything connects together, yeah. right? As we move into the future uh, to continue building and evolving. Um, what are you most excited about then? Uh, we just started 2023. I know we've we've going through at this time of year, our customer for business meetings, for consumer, for commercial, the, the leadership conference for BSRO. What are you excited about from your seat right now? Well, I would say, you know, we got to bring this vision to life. So I think we've put a lot of pieces in place to try to accelerate. So we formed a new BMS organization. We like to think the supply chain is stable. We've got to deliver on the capital I just talked about in manufacturing to set us up for success as we exit this decade. I think BSRO, you know, like I said, I mean, here we are looking at BSRO on two years of record profits. So we're basically saying... How do we add new stores? How do we refresh this? How do we look at the offering different? You know, whether it's Firestone Direct, whether it's an EV charging stations, you name it. I just think there's so much momentum in this strategy that we've basically been lighting small fires on. They're going to culminate into something much larger. So I think people should be excited about it. Now, of course, we have to sequence and plan how we do things. We've got to measure things. But I think there's a lot of reasons to believe that we're going to be successful despite where the market goes just based on what we've built. Yeah. One bite at a time, right? <laughs> but uh, but not patiently, but with focus and, and determination. Thank you so much for the time, Scott. Really appreciate uh, the insight, the ability to try to break some of these things down into some simpler layers and hopefully something that we can continue to now tell teammates about in uh, a way that they can all connect and especially as they see it take shape, they'll be able to connect to it more as well. So appreciate the time. Appreciate it, Keith. Yeah. Thanks so much. Hopefully, Scott's perspective can help make these important strategic initiatives a little bit easier to grasp, especially when you pair this conversation with some of our other episodes from this season related to smart and green manufacturing. 
And when you add in the excitement around the new products we have coming to market this year and next, you really see the enlightened strategy start to take shape. If you like this chat, be sure to listen to some of our other conversations wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can also watch episodes on our Bridgestone America's YouTube page. Wherever it is you hear us or watch us, feel free to give us a rating or a review. Tell us how we're doing. And you can always send a question, episode idea, or just some general feedback via email at thrivepodcast at bfusa.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Keith Colley, telling you to keep on keeping on. And remember that at Bridgestone, today, tomorrow, together, we thrive. Be good, everybody.